Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horan. Hey there, Chris. It is glorious to speak to you today because today is a momentous day, Chris. Last night we hit a major milestone for our podcast, didn't we? What was that? We did, Dave. We were sat there. We just released uh, episode three of the Love Island USA and we were... 60 off hitting 100,000 downloads, which is unfucking believable because the idea for this podcast was just born out of a quick chat, something you have no interest in watching reality stuff. And here we are eclipsing anything else we've done. We love all our podcasts. And, and honestly, we can't thank everybody enough. We did a little tweet, Facebook, Instagram. We had a couple of drinks, Dave, didn't we, to celebrate? But honestly, I genuinely, genuinely, I'm not trying to speak for you, I am so pleased that people listen to us, download, like it. We've got a great little community on social media. Honestly, it's beyond our dreams that we could do this. I really, I'm so, so happy. It's great, mate. And, and the fact that, it's Vegas that tipped us over the edge. It's just, it's, it's poetic. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have made it up. I, I remember, Chris, like, I can picture myself exactly where I was. I was walking into town. It was a sunny day. Um, we were just having this chat, and obviously I was the, the Love Island cynic, and you were the, the Love Island lover, <laughs> super fan. I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll have these completely different perspectives, and I'll kind of criticize it all the time, and you'll defend it, and it's just completely changed. It's, it's evolved and morphed into something completely different, but I don't think in this little kind of project that we had, we, we never thought we'd, we'd get to numbers like this, and, and it's just... It's so humbling that, you know, people like listening to me and you talk and just give our own opinions on what's going on in the villa or in Vegas in this case. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing, Chris. It is, it is, Dave. And it's great for everyone who's supported us, family as well. Family, friends have been there. You know, Sam's having to put up with me all the time, editing, podcasting, <laughs> Dave, you know. I've got a nice little studio set up in our big double living room, so we shut the door and I'm away. So I get the odd uh, Ross moment where she's doing the old, can you keep it down? You know, the old fingers <laughs> come out and that, like the, cro- the crocodile shadow <laughs> thing. But um, genuinely, it, I'm so, so pleased. And I, and I think what... It does for me and you is it just shows, doesn't it, that you know we are just two friends talking over a drink or having a brew, depending on when we record it, just observational stuff about what we see on, on like Love Island, Too Up to Handle, Love is Blind. Obviously, the original idea was purely Love Island. The Love Island cast was our original name. And then we changed it because we were getting so many requests to watch different reality stuff. So uh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Dave. I'm still saying, though, and you've got to go with what people say, Dave. Our uh, lovely listeners and uh, I suppose you could call people fans and supporters, they're all saying selling sunset, Mr. Horrocks, and it's there in black and white. I'm sorry, but we've got to get on it. When we've done Love Island, obviously. I'll I'll commit to watching one episode, but that fucking Housewives of Cheshire, you did me in. And so I I think I got like 10, 20 minutes into that one. I was like, right, I'm I'm done. I'm not watching any more of this shit. Time I'll never get back. And then I started watching that Selling Sunset. I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. This is is the same kind of thing. So 
Ah, I'll probably bow to peer pressure <laughs> or listener pressure, you know, just to just to do one episode. But I don't, I, I don't see me getting sucked into that one. Dave, we heard all this, <laughs> heard all this about fifteen months ago with Love Island, so let's let's not jump to any conclusions just yet. Well, let's see, let's see, but let's let's enjoy this season first. Now, Chris, can we start off with Trey in the middle there? Yeah. So what do you think of how that kind of story evolved through the episode? I am genuinely, I felt for both girls today, you know, uh, Justine and Caitlin. I know Caitlin's got this, she's had this little bit of a sketchy side to her, I think, in the, in the show. And Trey, my God. But they need to have a bit of respect for themselves because they're waiting on this guy's every word, right? And he's like talking to Justine, like, yeah, yeah, we're together. Yeah, we're going to be together. Next week, he's saying to Kelly, what do you think we should be together? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, he doesn't see what he's doing is fucking wrong. And the poor girls are there waiting on his, you know, his every breath. And I'm like, they need to sort of, he, he should be the one fighting for them, not them fighting for him. And, and I know he has the power because the guys were recoupling. So he could say, is it a recoupling move? Is it a bit of bullshit, you know, typical Love Island just to get that extra couple of days in Vegas? I, I genuinely, I think he made the right choice. I think there seems to be more there with Justine. I think Caitlin, in some respect, I didn't trust the Dave. I could be wrong. I, I did think she was probably doing it just to stay in the villa a bit longer. Um, but Trey, if he's going to carry on doing this, Dave, as soon as another girl comes in, like you said in the last episode, fucking meerkat, his head's going to be up. He's going to be spinning <laughs> on its axis. He's going to be like, oh, hello, would you like to get with me? So I think this is going to become a pattern for the lad because I just don't think he knows what the hell he's doing. And he certainly doesn't see anything wrong in what he's doing. I might surprise you here, Chris. I think tonight I'm going to cut Trey a little bit of slack, right? So... And the reason being, all three of them were just playing it tactically. That's that's all it was. That's all that I saw. I didn't see that he was like, you know, trying to get that romantic connection with both of them. I think he was just feeling out, okay, if I, if I choose you, you know, you've got this, these pros and cons and you've got these pros and cons. And they were saying the same. I mean, if he was trying to get reassurance from Caitlin, he didn't get it, did he? She was pretty no. honest and said, well, you know, I can't say what's going to happen in the future. So, uh, you know, she wanted to stay in the villa, as did Justine. I don't think either of them think there's a future with Trey. They were all just trying to figure out what the best option is from, from them. So, so that's the reason I'll cut him a little bit of slack. I didn't really feel like he was trying to play them both romantically today. No, it's interesting that it, it is. I, like I say, I thought I think there was a bit of something with Caitlin, without a doubt. But well, you could be right with that. I, I, th I think what's interesting, Dave, I mean, it's always the same. You know, that has sort of played itself out. Full stop. We're going to see over the next couple of episodes if he is as genuine as what he's saying, and there is something there because he already <laughs> said Justine's the type of woman he wants to settle down with. I know that sounds a bit premature, three episodes in, but I've got a feeling we're going to hear these same speeches off Trey over the next week or so. <laughs> His, I, I think Justine will do well to keep her options open, I think, because Trey will be. He'll definitely be. And I think, ultimately, I felt that in the conversation with Caitlin, and even the, the conversation, I think it was with Johnny later, that Trey was talking about, you know, who's more likely to, you know, have the head turned kind of thing. I, I just feel like 
he thought Caitlin's head would be turned quicker than than Justine's. So, you know, Justine was a safer bet. Uh, honestly, that's it uh, seems very cold, but that's how I read it. You know what, Dave? I'll tell you what, your fucking spidey senses maybe have been a lot better than mine this series so far. <laughs> that, that, that actually sounds very logical, actually. So um, we'll see on that. We'll see. I, I will say, though, Dave, we've got two new guys coming in. Yeah, before no, we talk say, about before we move off Trey, right? I think Trey thinks that a woman is like a unit of measure. <laughs> so when he's doing the bench press, he's like, "Yeah, I think I can do, you know, two women on the side of this." Well, at least fucking ask, you know, what do you weigh? <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> he made it worse. Like he was like, "Oh yeah, one side's heavier than the other," and I was like. <laughs> Tell you what, he got away with it though, didn't he? I thought he, yeah. as soon as he said it, I thought you are in the fucking shit, sunshine. But he wasn't. He wasn't. He got away with it. He wasn't. And I tell you what, Dave, that takes some strength to do that. Oh, hi. And I mean, abnormal yeah. load that's moving like that. That is so difficult. That's like so the bar's twenty k. Say the hundred twenty pounds each, hundred thirty pounds. So, so, you know, just under 10 stone each. That's just, I'm beamed. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm not trying to uh, body shame anyone. But so, so he's lifting a hell of a lot of weight there, Dave. That's about 300 pounds and it's moving. Yeah. So that's strong lad, very strong lad. Yeah. However, talking about strong lads, Dave, um, you know, Mr. McCool. But you know he's got a great name. McLovin. You, yeah, McLovin. <laughs> you you'd called him out slightly. I you know, I thought his name was great. You said Mr. McLovin and all that. Um I'm getting a Patrick Bateman type feel for Mr. James Dave because I yeah. am looking at an absolute American psycho. So the two guys you know, send the message over. And I, you know what, Dave, I keep calling her Pearson and I think you call it, it's, it's Kirsten, yeah. isn't it? I realised yeah, tonight, yes. I was like, where the hell did we get Pearson from? So anyone listening... And as usual, <laughs> you lead me up the garden path and I go, yeah, 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 Pearson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, anyone who's listening is going to be going, fucking Pearson, who the fuck's that? You know, that's actually a boy's name, I was thinking. Anyway, Kirsten. So Kirsten and Moira get picked out for a date. Two new guys, Caleb and uh, Kelvin. Calvin, is it? Um, and genuinely, he'd not even let like the ink dry on the message. And he was like, well, that's it. If she wants to go down there and see him, and if she wants to do this, and she, and I'm like, mate, she's not even left the villa to go and see this guy. Why yeah. is he, he went, for me, Dave, I've gone off that guy. I, I genuinely think Moira needs to fucking get rid of him. He, he didn't. He didn't do well from from this episode, did he? I thought any, anything about him, I just thought he was a bit distasteful, to be honest. I get, my first little bullet point here, though, Chris, was James Skip's leg day. Because <laughs> 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 he's got a cracking upper body. But when he had his little stick legs dangling into the pool, I was like, yeah, yeah, doesn't do his legs. Um that's a fucking horrible thing to say that, isn't it? I shouldn't do that. But uh, anyway, because he's been a C next Tuesday, I don't feel too bad about it. <laughs> so he was basically, you know, Chris, we, we alluded to it the other day. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to have the American Pie episode dropping on our VHS podcast, aren't you? And yeah. If you want to hear two uh, middle-aged blokes reminiscing about their younger teenage years and being absolutely childish, uh, and crying laughing then then give that a listen but you know we, we were talking about Kevin in that movie you know and how he was pressuring Tara Reid's character into having sex I felt like I was watching a rerun 
Yeah. I thought he was being a bit out of order in his line of questioning. Now, it, it kind of, it's almost one of those, it doesn't need to be said. I, I think I'd said yesterday that Moira seemed to be the the one who looked to be escalating the physical side a little bit more than he did. But then it, roles seemed to have t- t- switched. And so, you know, he, he was basically, again, my second bullet point after the leg day thing was James just wants a shag. <laughs> Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's. He was just pretty blatant about it, and then, you know, she's like, "Well, I'm not really comfortable." I mean, they're on fucking reality TV, for fuck's sake! All the family and friends are going to be watching. Uh, you know, work colleagues probably. You know, it's fucking. It's not. It's not cool, Chris, to be putting someone under that pressure. I don't think, and and so no. I, he just he proper put himself in the bad books for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, it was awkward. He, he sort of, he was a bit like, um, he'd revealed himself like a baddie out of Scooby-Doo, wasn't it? You know, he'd like yeah. took, he's, the mask dropped for him today. I mean, his reaction, if if Moira genuinely had, you know, she'd gone on a date, she'd kissed this guy. She did like, Calvin, she did say, I'm attracted to you, I'd like to get to know you, you know, and all this. But, but she'd already said, you know, I found it ridiculous that James has sort of drilled it into her about them being a couple and all this. Fair, mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. But that stuff with the pool before we'd even found out about the two new guys was completely wrong. And I think I think she was right to put the brakes on it. And I also think that if this carries carries on, Dave, he's going to become quite um, a hated figure within within the show because you can't you can't treat people or react to people that way. It's just not right. It's not. It's not. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's not good. Um, like just not good as a person, as a human being. Moira's going to have a, a dog's dinner if he's not careful. If he, he, unless it's just an Egypt reaction, he's like, I'm so sorry, how childish was I being? If we get all that, then fair enough. Anybody can have them wobbles. We all have insecurities. But my God, he just looked like a fucking nut job to me. He really did. Yeah, it's the fact that you, you get those two bits. And, and, you know, someone, I think it was Caitlin, actually, who, who said you know, did you get anything resolved? And and I think that's probably the most worrying thing, isn't it? Because they both walked off from the conversation and, and didn't really get on the same page. And so, you know, you, you just get the sense there's that initial attraction, but I don't really know. I, I, I don't see a long... After today, I don't see a long-term future, but you take that kind of, you know, unpleasant scene from the pool to you know how he reacted when she's been picked for a date now ultimately what what the fuck has she done wrong there she's been picked for a date before she went she came over and gave him a kiss but you like you say he was acting like patrick bateman and he's fucking being being a bit of a dick so you take those two data points right two dick data points you know three and that's it i'm done <laughs> you know if you if you present yourself as a complete dick again right that's it i i think i know where to place you and um yeah i'm still got the door open that he's just maybe having a bit of an off day um and he'll get back on it but uh yeah i, I don't like I say he's on my shit list at the minute yeah and, and i think he deserves to be on both our shit list dave let's be honest there's no justifying that i hope he redeems himself just for his own relationship. But Moira may, and quite rightly at the moment, I'm thinking, even though it sounds ridiculous, but I'm thinking, I think she's going to be right to look elsewhere if this carries on. Because yeah. you know what I'm getting? You know what I'm getting vibes of, Dave? Connor from the UK one in February. Do you remember? <laughs> the um, 
the team. Yeah, he, he was really though on on top one. What she called? Um, oh, he was here out of Sophie. Was it Sophie? Yeah, Sophie. He was really on Sophie. One, he was really like. Yeah. Uh, like the emotional well, blackmail, everything. Yeah, I mean, he was, you could see his was driven by insecurity. Um, the, there's something going on with James. I don't know if it's insecurity. He doesn't strike me as, as someone short of confidence. Um, I think it's more of an arrogance, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's those two things. And so we'll, we'll sort of keep an eye on him. But he needs to do a little bit to uh, to redeem himself, I think. Oh, now, Chris, what, what do you reckon to Sally and Johnny? Dave, it's looking good. I mean, Johnny was very open, wasn't he? He said, like, you know, if I'm not, if I can't see her, I go and find her just to talk to her, and she's sweet on him. I think Sally's becoming a bit of a fan's favourite, Dave. She seems like quite a, a grounded and well-liked girl. So I think they look pretty sweet, Dave. I don't know if you've picked up on something, but I, I think that's probably one of the more genuine relationships. Yeah, no, I mean, she's certainly saying all the right things. She's talking with the girls. She's saying how well they're getting on and stuff. And so, yeah, I think these look like they could be a strong couple. I think Jeremiah and Rachel look pretty strong as well. You know, I thought Jeremiah maybe handled it a little bit better than James when uh, when Rachel's taken for a, or picked for a date, like the second date, wasn't it? Yep. So yeah, no, I think they're I think they're pretty good. Now, yesterday, Chris, you did make a prediction that Connor and Mackenzie would not last the distance, and, and I guess we didn't see too much of them tonight, did we? Together, but uh, have you picked up on anything else? Are, are you are you still sticking to your guns there? Sticking to it. I'm sticking to it, Dave. I know they recoupled, and it was nice that um, Connor's speech. I'm still sticking to it, Dave. Let's see. Let's <laughs> okay. see. I, I like the little um, pep talks. I, I think Mackenzie seems quite clued up. You know, she's talking to Justine and stuff and giving us some advice and that when it comes to Trey and that. So I think, yeah, I'm still sticking to. They they will go, maybe not the distance. You know, we've got Casper Moore in this series, Chris. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I am not predicting shit with this lot <laughs> up until Casa because you know what that fucking place does. So, you know, uh, who knows what's going to happen after that. But at least up until Casa Amor, I think they'll make it. Yeah, and I think as well, Dave, the one thing I did observe from tonight's episode is that how jealous I was that they were so close to the slot machines and the fact that the ingenious <laughs> way of going on a date, like you'd said, the keeping them confined to the hotel is just to take them downstairs where the slots are. From. That's just basically where the main entrance is. So I thought that was great. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> you know what you're missing, though? All the old grannies with the oxygen tanks. Sort of and the smoking. <laughs> yeah. and the smoking, Dave. <laughs> It's not the quite place. the same there. <laughs> no, I'll tell you a quick story, actually. When we um, were in Vegas, and this is only purely because it's a Vegas story, everyone, so apologies. But what I did was, when me and Sam went, we went 2012, Sam's 40th, absolutely loved it, and we booked for 13, and we stayed at the MGM both both years. So we went in the May, and, and it was great. And obviously, one of the things is the smoking. The smoking is, is bad in the casinos. I know there's a few casinos now have got no smoking areas that they've started doing over the last couple of weeks with everything going on. Because they don't want people outside. At the end of the day, if they can't smoke, you can have congregations of people. They're not spending money in the casino. So that's why I think it's one of the rules that it's never been passed that they have to, you know, anywhere else in America, you can't smoke inside like you can around the world. You can't around the world. So me and Sam are there, Dave, and I'm sitting 
sitting down and there's a row of like two machines and, these, and they're always on like um, back to back with other machines. So you've got like a, a four, you've got eight machines, but they're all sort of backing onto each other. And it's like a little bit of a circle. So this um, old woman's on and um, this guy comes and she was smoking like mad. And I was like, oh my God, she's right. And I thought, I've got to fucking move. This is doing me head. And you know them horrible, mm, they were almost yeah, like yeah. cigar smell. I was like, oh, this is fucking rank. So I moved and she got up, but she'd been on this machine for ages. And I was sort of near her, but I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to go on it. She might have won it. And this guy sits next to me and he's like, hi, mate. You're right. He's American. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm playing. And there was a card in the machine, like a like a credit card. And I couldn't work out um, what it was. And uh, I took it out. And uh, I think Sam was like around the, on one of the other machines quite close to me. And as I took it out, I looked at it and I thought, that's a bit weird. Reward card. Anyway took it starts playing didn't win anything put 20 dollars in it went like fucking treacle you know through a grid dave it just <laughs> just disintegrated so got up walked off the cards on the side the guy who sat next to me does the old license to lurk like phoebe or friends he gets up and then gets <laughs> on the machine the old woman comes back dave starts going mental at him because I didn't realize what you do is you put your card in the machine and it's like a rewards card. You leave it in the machine. So when people sit down, they know that someone's on that machine. Is that like so Germans she... putting their... Some... Yeah, like <laughs> a towel on. So <laughs> this guy then started winning, didn't he? I was watching going, you bastard. I turned around and he started winning. Not loads, but he was he won about $100. She come over and just starts going mental at him. You're, How dare you? And all <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what the You're fuck? Doing the fucking I was on the, yeah, I was on, <laughs> I, He turned round and pointed at me, and I'd fucking hid round the corner with someone. We're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> she was going fucking loopy. I reckon she'd have beat me in a fight anyway, so I wasn't going to argue with her. Today. Oh, I thought she was going to pull a fucking gun out in a minute. Oh, she was proper, proper going mental, and I didn't even know. And I asked, the, uh, there was an English couple we bumped in. I remember saying to him, um, I think it was an English, oh no, it was my sister. Sorry, it's my sister. It was my sister was there. She come after us and I was like, and she went, yeah, that's like a, like you just said, like a towel thing. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't one of my better moments. I fucking <laughs> shit it, Dave. <laughs> but old granny's going to pull out a sawn off and do me in. Yeah, God. I don't, I, I, do you know if the, the rest of the strip's open? These, the, um, Obviously, the Cromwell is out. I think the Mirage opened on the 27th. Uh, MGM, yep. yep, MGM, Bellagio, um, they're open. Bally's has only just opened because uh, that was about two weeks ago. I think Paris is now open. There's not a lot of them open yet. They're like the Cromwell isn't. And that. I think the Flamingo is. I was looking at one of the groups, some on the, uh, the UK uh, one. There's a lot of Americans on there as well. Obviously, they can travel within uh, the US. Yeah, uh, it, there is stuff open, but there's a lot of places they dialed back, didn't they? So they opened everything up, and then they've had to dial it back on a lot of the bars and restaurants as well because the the rate went right up. So I, I think it's... with the with the Vegas hotels as well, you've got all the air conditioning, the the air being recycled and everything. So it's it's probably one of the worst places, isn't it? You know, if if, if one person's got it in there, <laughs> pretty much everyone's yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right because it is just circulated there. There's no clocks in there, is there? There's only one clock in Las Vegas in the casinos, and that's in the old town on Fremont Street because they don't have clocks, people, because they don't want you knowing what time it is exactly, when you're gambling. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've done that. I've gone to bed at like twelve, one o'clock, woke up at six, 
gone to get some breakfast, like they always have the cereal, like a Kellogg stuff ready made. You can go to little shops in the in the MGM, get me milk, and the same people are at, at the, the, the the tables playing. You know, like just they're all like wooing and all that stuff. You know, whereas me soft ass i just play play these slots but yeah it's a, it's a bizarre place if you've never been and we were having a conversation with some of the guys on our comics in motion network and uh, one of the guys dan had said he went and his missus you know he went on a stag do and absolutely loved it but his missus is no interest in it so we're, we're hoping dave aren't we to arrange some sort of um you know it'd be only fair to have a bit of a board meeting with the guys in vegas absolutely absolutely we just we we need to keep brainstorming chris we need to figure out how to get over there but um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll have plenty of Vegas stories as we, we go through this series because uh, I love the place and I, I, I think the stag do might be a bit much, I think. Um, you know, it's called the city of sin for, for a reason, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I'm a bit more like, you know, it's like Disneyland for adults, you know. I kind of like, like going to Excalibur, you know, watching the old, uh, uh, the knights, you know, fighting on the horses and stuff you do that medieval evening and stuff so yeah we'll talk about those through the series i'm sure but anyway chris how are people going to get into contact with us as always guys if you want to follow us on twitter or instagram at cd reality cast if you want to email us cd reality cast at gmail.com get any suggestions letters in anything uh, letters dave we've got a pigeon we've got a p.o box letters hello <laughs> how old box. am i p.o box one two one yeah there's um, a pager um yeah yeah oh hang on there's a pigeon just arrived at my door dave no uh, right yeah we can't afford ravens we, we have to have pigeons <laughs> anyway if you want to email us about the show we love them send them in guys we love talking about it and i always say it every episode if you can drop us a review in your podcast catch you know helps myself dave it just grows the show basically and we will read them out as well good or bad because we still we still still don't know about women dave the one star review is still there and we totally agree with that <laughs> review brilliant. I love it. <laughs> awesome awesome well that's great mate and i guess i'll speak to you again tomorrow take care bye now